Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. Don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Ghosty fam, welcome to the Activity Continuous podcast. Excuse my, uh, I have a cold, so I'm going to sound a little weird. Uh, if you're new here, we are friends and soul sisters who recap episodes of the TV show The Dead Files and talk about other creepy shit as well as any number of random thoughts and events, uh, like when my dog murders a baby bunny. And like, it's it's not even the dog you would expect no, to murder the bunny. It's not. Uh, I a hundred percent thought it would be Gracie, yep. and it wasn't. Yep. It was the Munchkin. It was the so, little the little turd. The, anyway, yeah. This is Amy, uh, and this is Megan. Thanks for joining us again, you guys. It's we listen. We've both been. I've had a back injury for the last week, so we've had to push back recording. Yeah. Um, but this week, Amy is recapping the Dead Files episode called Double Jeopardy, which is a great movie with <laughs> Ashley Judd. Mm-hmm. Um, so phenomenal. She's just the cutest. She is. And it is from season four, episode 11, and originally aired August 23rd of 2014. Yep. Um, so, Amy, do you want to tell us why you chose this episode? Was there any particular reason? Not really. It was kind of random. I just looked at the list and was like, ah. It looks like we need to even some shit out. So uh, I needed to pick something from uh, season four. And I I just kind of randomly and grabbed it. So there we go. Yeah. And it's it's a doozer. Mm. It's uh, it's probably going to piss you off. It pissed me off. So, yeah, uh, a little bit. It's one where I kind of scratched my head and went, Why? Okay. Why? Um, but anyway, so if anybody else has any suggestions for ones that we should do, please mm-hmm. hit us up on our socials or email at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com. And uh, the only content warning I have is the uh, there was a suicide by hanging in the uh, in the story, and there was a fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody got hurt. Or anything in the fire so it's fine there was a flood too and some people did die in the flood that was in history like history history like a long time ago the suicide and the flood were in or the suicide and the fire were at the time when this family lived in this place and i'll try and go fast but (laughs) we do have uh we do have some stuff that we want to cover so we can just talk about that shit and see how you're feeling after that. And if you want to okay. keep going with the recap, we will. Otherwise, we can stop and do that Okay. tomorrow or Saturday or Sunday or whatever. All right, because we do have some this. things we want to cover that are yeah, we do. podcast related. So one of them is our new happy hour date for May Woo-hoo! is, <laughs> is going to be May 21st. Yeah, be there, be square. We had so much fun. We had on a blast. the last one. It we was, did. I mean, we were. The, I think it was two hours that we it were was. doing it. I know. Please come yeah. to have a rip roaring good time. Yeah, it was, we had a good time. We talked about yeah. ghosts and yep. all sorts of stuff. Dogs and mm-hmm. spiders. Spiders and and brushes with fame. Yes. Uh huh. And brushes with death and yeah. serial killers. I yeah. mean, you guys. It was jam packed. It was. Yeah, it, and this all came from one person. <laughs> Most so of it did come from one person. That's really right. one person carried the happy hour. She had and a lot we of just stories. kind of along <laughs> for the ride because she would be like, "Oh, and by the way, I I met a serial killer." And then, um, excuse me, you're going to need to back, back yeah. that train up. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> go into more detail on that, please. Yeah. Thanks. She's great. Yeah. She messaged me a couple of days ago over the weekend, I believe it was. And told me that our birthdays are one day apart. 
hers and my so name. So she's a she's an October. She's an October baby too. The yep. best babies. There's a bunch of us that are October. There Isn't NDP also? Yeah, she is. Yeah. But anyway, so I want to tell you, we got a new YouTube follower. Mom of Jake and Jess is her screen name. And I want to say that when I was a nanny, my kids were Jake and Jess. Probably not the same people. No, uh uh-uh. Because this woman looks like she's about the age that Jess would be now. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, those kids would be in their 30s, I think, by now. Yeah. Which is, it blows my mind because they were like this big when I. Oh, my gosh. I know. They were the cutest, yeah. cutest. There's sweet kids, kids that I babysat and they're in college now. And I'm yeah. like, I know it blows my mind. Yeah, it really does. But anyway, so, oh yeah, I wanted to tell you. So this was the the ghost story. So Megan already knows this. I'm telling the rest of you guys this. And Megan's in disco land right now anyway, because her, her um, oh, camera's going, going off to <laughs> disco land. <laughs> She's having a raver over there on no, the couch laid up. I do. She can barely move, but I can barely it move looks like back, she's having a good time. <laughs> yeah. It's all a front. It's really pretty. Life. I got to say. It is. Um, it's all a front for my rave life. Right. You right. weren't supposed to find out this. <laughs> well, maybe that's what happened to your back. You were just doing too much raving, dancing and <sighs> dang it, all that shit. Anyway, so when Zoe texted me to tell me mm-hmm. that our birthdays were a day apart. Mm-hmm. I had posted on Facebook a picture of my living room because we got yep. brand new carpet. So I posted like three pictures from different angles to show off the new carpet. And we're friends on Facebook. And in real life. Uh, yeah, of course. And she uh, told me that, oh, I said, I just kind of jokingly on Facebook said, hey, do you see any ghosts in there? Mm-hmm. And we were instant messaging at the same time. And she goes, did you see my response to your Facebook post and I was like oh no so I went off and read it and it said that she sees over in the doorway a little girl who's barefoot and she's a very sweet and shy Mm -hmm. spirit and uh she's playing peekaboo in the doorway of the living room oh that's right yep yeah so I wrote back to her you know on messaging and I and I was like oh my god really there's a little girl in there and she said yeah she likes looking at your books because she's right next to a bookshelf. Yeah. And I'll post the picture. And if anybody sees anything, I don't know how that works. If, if like, if, if Zoe can see it, you know, can mm-hmm. someone else look at the picture later and see it? Yeah. Or was it only yeah. when, like when she happened to be looking? I don't know how that works. So anyway, I'll post the picture and you guys could take a look. But anyway, so she is eight, seven or eight years old, barefoot. I think she said she had dark hair. She yes, from is, what you I remember. Okay. You, she said she uh, did not die here, but she died in 1903, so ooh. Victorian times. Yep. And she is just attracted to this house because of the calm energy. <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> that came from. Yeah, is she in the right house? It's kind of hectic over here. I don't know. I don't know what kind of energy she's seeing, but and uh and the dogs she likes the dogs Mm. so and she likes looking at our books i think it's interesting that she can see ghosts even in pictures yeah that's really cool and that she can then talk to them channel because she was talking to her yeah and asking her stuff so yeah oh no it's cool so i got a little girl ghost yep and the portal in the bathroom appears to be cleaned up uh, I, you know, I haven't seen anything, but you know what? I didn't before either, but I sent Zoe a, a, a video and a picture and she said mm-hmm. it looks good. So mm-hmm. I think we're all right. Awesome. I don't feel creepy in the shower or anything, but like I said, I didn't before either. Right. But so there's that. And then on a sort of related note, uh, we were at the bird, mm-hmm. uh, the Legion a few weeks ago and ran into an, uh, an acquaintance. And I don't know how this came up. Somebody said he was telling us about he has a reoccurring dream mm-hmm. and he was telling me about this dream. And he said that uh, he, uh, every night a little girl appears at the end of his bed every night. And then she vo- I, 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 and then she vomits up banshees. I'm that took a turn <laughs> that took a turn. Yep. That nobody was prepared for. Nope. 
banshees come out of her mouth. How do how how do we know how what how? I, <laughs> and I said what? And he's like, no, I'm serious. I, he said it's been going on for a really long time. And I said, no, that's um, that can't be. That's not a dream. Yeah. And he's like, he goes, I sometimes. If it's been going on for a long time, don't banshees indicate like that you or somebody's going to die? I think so. Yeah. And this is multiples. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe it's maybe that's the banshees that are uh, representing the bunnies in our yard because <gasps> it's not going well for them. No, God, you know, and she's but, so, she looks so sweet. <laughs> she really gets you. Little Vivi Pickles. Yeah. So I told him that he's like, sometimes I feel like I'm asleep, but I kind of, I said like a lucid dream. And he's like, kind of like, I, I think I'm dreaming or I know I'm dreaming. And I'm like, I think you're haunted. It's not a dream. I think you're haunted. Not a dream. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't think so. I am looking just sexy as hell in this with my (laughs) double chin, just barely functioning. I got one too. Thanks everybody. Just don't. Maybe stick to the audio version of this. Yeah, I'll episode. probably just do an audio one this time. Well, Although I do like how your screen goes goofy like that. <laughs> you could okay. put some really funky music over it, like bah, yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, I can do. I can at least do an audiogram with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one other thing I want to mention is that um, a person reached out to us on Instagram, a filmmaker by the name of Ke- Kellen Grant, and. Uh, I believe it's a male. He and his friends are making a horror film and they are trying to raise money for the production. And Mm -hmm. so this is how it was described. This is how they describe it. It's called Night. Night is a dark, violent, and super gory horror movie about a young student that is being brutally psychologically tormented and hunted down by an unknown force after witnessing a horrible murder in the woods. So they are uh, trying to raise money for this. They have a GoFundMe. I'll put the link in the show notes if anybody wants to check it out. You can find them on Instagram at Night Official Movie. And they have a, just have one video right now, but it's the teaser trailer. It's super short, but it gives you a glimpse into kind of what their vision is. Okay. So, um, and we may have them on the show once the film is done, but yep. right now it's not, it's not done. They're just mm-hmm. trying to raise money for it. So Check them out okay. if you yeah. are so inclined. And um, speaking of TikTok. Yeah. Yes. Oh, um, boy. Oh, God. you can't trust anybody anymore. I so know. We've talked about this in the past. About you guys probably know who we're talking about if you follow the, it. There's a guy named Ken mm-hmm. on TikTok. I don't remember his username, but he basically claimed um, allegedly that he had been he's living in Chicago and he had there had been two attempts to kidnap him um and he feels murder him he believes there's a serial killer in tiktok in tiktok a serial killer <laughs> in chicago who is targeting men um mm-hmm. getting them when they're leaving the bar you know getting into ubers or other ride sharing and murdering them and dumping them in the river which mm-hmm. there could be yeah there very well could be but he's saying that it happened to him twice then I was on board. Amy and I were like yep. fully on board with this yep. guy. Like, holy shit, you're doing the Lord's work out here, right. you know, doing the the investigating until he posted a TikTok. What was it like a week ago? Yeah. Where maybe. he claimed a private investigator came to his door at like 830 at night. Yeah. And he was making a TikTok while the investigator was going to move his car. <laughs> So the investigator couldn't be in the TikTok. Right. And then some other bullshit happened about him promoting an app he's making. So just totally lost it. Totally gone. Like, I don't believe anything he says anymore. And he issued this fake apology where he's like, it was still all about him. Like, I, this has affected me. Yeah. Blah, 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 bloop. And, you know, he said, I'm just a really passionate man. Yeah. Which I responded to Amy. I feel like people saying I'm a very passionate person is just the internet's way of saying I'm just a nice guy. Yeah. I'm a really nice guy. Yeah. It was an innocent thing. I should have kept the app thing and the, and this murder investigation. I could have, should have kept that separate. And I got all involved. I'm like, no, and now that's... I'm going to take a step back so that the investigate. Yeah. Okay, like 
you're really not fucking doing much there, buddy. Like you're <laughs> he made a bunch a, of maps of yeah, all the all the bodies and the people that went missing and stuff. Yeah, and a spreadsheet. Like, and that's that's where dumb. he got me because I was like, oh my god, this guy's me because See, I would have totally made a spreadsheet. Somebody could show up and and they'd be like, Amy, they drive up to you in a van <laughs> and they'd be like, Amy, I need you to help me with this Excel spreadsheet. And that's how you would get I'd jump right in the van. There doesn't You'd even have to be a puppy right in. in there. Yeah, they wouldn't even the puppy would just be a bonus. Yeah, like, I sing on the cake. You'd be like, listen, I'm coming in because of the Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. The puppy is just a bonus. Right. Right. So I do, I do love a spreadsheet. See, and I hate them. I think they're the fucking worst thing in the world. <laughs> so. Well, I get pretty frustrated when they don't work or you can't figure out the formula. But once it's working, it's pretty slick, I got to say. Yeah. Um, anything else or should we dive in? I think we should dive in. I do have to add a couple more things that oh, are okay. like tags anyway. I don't know if they're content warning, but there is murder of a sex worker and serial killer. And then I put. Because I have a, in my notes, I put tags. So for like, if I want to find all the stories that we've done yep. on uh, husbands that don't believe or something, I have a tag for husbands that don't believe. Oh and God. one of the tags that I put on this one, uh-huh. bullshit. Bullshit. Um, just so you know, I was holding my microphone wrong. So the ah! first part might be tinny. Oh, that's hilarious. We're back on track, though. Just a <laughs> shit show of a day today. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. Let's do it to it. So let's do it. Um, so this takes place in Santa Paula, California. Okay. And I'm gonna come right out and say that this whole episode is shady as shit to me. Really? Okay. Uh clients, the production, all of it. Even Amy? No. I don't think Amy did anything wrong, okay. but I think they tried to connect things that Amy saw to things that they found oh, to make okay. it a better connection yep. because I don't think that the stuff Amy saw is what they think she saw. Okay. Just my opinion. All right. Just my opinion. So here's the super short version. Um, This family called the dead files in order to get publicity for their haunted hotel. Amy told them to leave and they didn't. And thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for joining. Uh, I hope you had a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh my God. They got to stop doing these publicity ones. I know. I know. And yeah, we'll get, we'll get to it. But uh, instead of doing a recap and then telling you what I learned after at the end, I'll just give it to you all at once. Try to make it a little bit shorter. So this is odd in that the person who reached out for the team's help is uh, the daughter of the husband and wife who own this building. Okay. And it is a, a a tavern and inn. It was built in 1912, I believe. Okay. Uh, daughter is Gabriella. She did a video submission, and she's calling on behalf of her parents. And the the hotel is in Santa Paula, California, which is about an hour north of Los Angeles. Okay. So Gabriella submitted this video. Steve watched it, said it really bothered him. And then he spoke to her parents, Rosanna and Tom, and they agreed that it's really, really bad. And he said, Steve said, They say if we can't help them, they may lose everything. Again, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure, Steve. I'm sure you can do it. So Amy, during her opening, said she saw a cemetery. Adults are crying and there are about a dozen little crosses. And she hears the children all died. And I started to panic about this one, you know, being about child death. Mm -hmm. And I spent the entire episode waiting for the shoe to drop. But I'll just spare you right now and spoil that there is none. It's never mentioned again. Oh, okay. Uh, At least not on air. Right. Well, I mean, like I said, there's going to be a flood. And a lot of people died. Some of them might have been children, but it wasn't like there was a plague that killed a whole bunch of children or anything like that. So it wasn't any, and it was never mentioned again, like I said. Mm -hmm. So she puts her hand on that door, on the outside of the door, and she says she feels sick and she can't breathe. And then she says, Oh boy, this is not good. Great. Yeah. So, like I'm saying, I'm not saying that this place isn't haunted. I believe it is. Oh, for sure. I just don't believe it's haunted by the, uh, the people that, the show says it is. Okay. We'll get to that. But anyway, okay. this is the Glen Tavern Inn and Restaurant. 
And Steve is talking to Rosanna. She's one of the owners. And she says that ever since they bought the place, Gabrielle, the daughter, says she feels like she's lost her parents. And Steve asks Rosanna if she thinks this is true. And she admits yes. Ten years ago, the family came through here, saw the place. It was in total disrepair. Rosanna decided she should do something about it and convince the family to buy it. She said the whole family resents that and she's become obsessed with it. Uh, so okay. at least she recognizes that. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's better or worse because if she recognizes it and refuses to do anything about it, yeah, that's almost worse than not yeah. recognizing it because she knows yeah. it's an issue and she's basically saying, fuck everybody else. I'm going to yep. do what I want. Which spoiler alert, that's exactly what she does. Great. So I'm excited to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> so they talk about the members of the family who live there. It's Rosanna, uh, her husband, Tom. Aisha and then mm-hmm. Gabriella is in the photo, but she lives in New York now. They're older, okay. older girls. And she's the one who called. Gabriella is the one who called. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't live there. So and Aisha does live there. Aisha does live there. And yeah. she's Gabrielle's sister, their yes. daughter. OK. Yes. And there I found out that there is at least one more daughter. That is not mentioned at all in this, mm-hmm. but we're going to hear about her later in about okay. three lines. So <laughs> the suspense is killing me. So I'm I glad know. it's in three lines because <laughs> it's coming right up. Couldn't have made so, it. Th- yeah, this is the first thing I learned after researching this uh, after I watched it. Turns out this property and family were also featured on. Wait for it. Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Ding, ding, ding. Of course they were. Who else? Was it the Villisca Axe murder house that was all I think so, on yeah. everything? Oh, they were on everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the same people, like the same yeah, owners. The well, same these were two. Owner. Yeah. yeah. These were two. They're just um, doing this to drum up business. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I believe that. What a waste of their time. I know. The show's time. Like, I know. Don't, don't do this if you're not interested in, in it because they're honest people who are going to try to come and help you. And if you're not going to. Oh. I know. Okay. And think about all the people who have shit going on in their homes yeah. that don't get chosen right. for the show. Because and so they don't get any help. I was pretty frustrated. Yeah. If anyone wants to check it out, I watched it. It's a little painful, um, but it is season eight, episode 16 of Ghost Adventures on Discovery Plus. I mean, is there any episode of Ghost Adventures that's not painful? <laughs> well, to be honest, I've only watched like three or four in my life, and I've been pretty annoyed every time. Yeah. And this was in 2013. So this is okay. before they were on The Dead Files. Okay. You would think The Dead Files would have known about that and right. not. Allowed them on, but we'll see. Uh, In the episode of Ghost Adventures, Sir Baggy Pants is mostly talking to a woman named Monica de la Tour, who is the manager of the inn and says that her mother and stepfather own the place. So she, this is the other daughter. Okay. And she's, she's older. I I don't mean like old, but she's older than these young girls. So I think that's why she has a different last name. She's probably married. Right. Probably married. Yeah. And she lives there in uh, apartment 106 and she noticed things 10 years ago when she moved in mm-hmm. oh or sorry i just i'm thinking oh. or if it's her stepfather maybe she kept her father's name her mom yeah 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 her mom's maiden name yeah yeah or okay. her mom's sorry. name before that yeah anyway not relevant at all to any no but, but that's a good point though she's not necessarily married yeah so okay. it, it, I don't know if she lived there while the dead files was there. She never said anything about it, but she lived there up until a year before. Okay. So she probably didn't if she wasn't on the show. Cause yeah, usually probably if, if, even if they're not in the episode, if they live there, they at least mention them. Yeah. Yep. True. So. And the fact that she was already on ghost adventures tells me she doesn't shy away from the camera. So mm-hmm. you would think she would want to be included if she still lived there. Unless she's sick of her family doing this for, publicity and not taking their mm-hmm. advice I, that would surprise me because she was pretty involved in the oh, Ghost okay. Adventures episode right. in fact she did a seance yeah yeah i'm telling you the hits just keep coming so what next a ouija board <laughs> uh i don't think there was a ouija i probably used one during the seance i don't you probably remember. did i wasn't watching that carefully i was annoyed but anyway she's she lived there for 10 years they bought the place mm-hmm. 10 years ago and Rosanna and Tom haven't lived there the whole 10 years. They have been living in this house in Malibu. They showed this sprawling mansion in Malibu. These people have some cha-cha. Yeah, some dough. Yeah. 
gorgeous house right near the beach. She shows some photos Mm -hmm. and they still own the house, but they rent it out. So they are not stuck here at this inn. They can go whenever they flip and want. So Steve says, I don't want to be rude, but I think you're a little insane myself. (laughs) Same, Steve. Yeah. Steve, he just calls the punches. I know. I love it. Yep. She says that she doesn't have the strength or the confidence to leave. She thinks the place needs her. Oh, my vomit on my shoes, lady. <laughs> I don't, given what you've told me about the episode, I don't believe her for a second. I, I know. Well, I believe she thinks that because she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. So experiences are waking up in the middle of the night, feeling like they're being pulled to the floor. Mm-hmm. Contractors have said they've seen children running down the hall and then fading into the wall. People hear their names being whispered. People are jumpy and anxious. And the tension between Rosanna and her husband is bad. Probably because she is being all weird about this place. But anyway. Probably, yeah. I'm just an armchair psychologist. Um, yeah, she sounds cuckoo for cocoa puffs for yep. sure. Yeah. And not like the good time, like the stale cocoa puffs, not <laughs> yeah. like the cocoa puffs that make your milk all chocolate and delicious. Oh God, I haven't had those in so long. I used to we love those. We didn't get those when I was little because my mom, the sugary cereal my yep. mom would buy for us was Frosted Flakes. And yeah, me was too. It. Me too. So luckily, my two friends that I'm actually still friends with to this day, they were my neighbors and their parents bought them the good cereal. <laughs> so I would go over there and eat my Lucky Charms and Cocoa nice. Puffs. And, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have sugary cereal either except for Frosted Flakes, but my mom put sugar on everything. She would slice up oranges and sprinkle sugar on them for me to eat. But she like can't oranges aren't sweet cereal. enough already. I, I, yeah, but you don't have the Makes sugar no cereal. sense. My mom yeah. has never, she's never made sense. She's a walking contradiction <laughs> in every way, shape and form. Maybe your mom is really part of the Moonies and that's why she kept <laughs> warning you about them. Maybe. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, and there's no way. It would scare okay. her. Oh, Okay. So anyway, Rosanna doesn't want to leave because she doesn't know what would happen if she thought of leaving or selling it. She thinks it would punish her. No, it wouldn't. It would just move on to the next people that bought it, lady. Exactly. You're not that important to it. <laughs> I hate to tell you, but. Well, it Amy's Amy might beg to differ, but we'll get there. So Amy's in the bar restaurant area. She says there's something here. Uh, that she doesn't like. It's making her anxious. Uh, she says it feels like a rock in your stomach and she's very stressed. And she says, like, something bad is going to happen. Like a heart attack. <laughs> heart attack. So now Steve and Rosanna are on the third floor. She said her employees won't go up there alone to clean. They have to mm-hmm. schedule them two at a time or have a maintenance guy go up with them. Steve mm-hmm. notes that it doesn't look renovated. And she tells a story that indicates that this is what they do. They buy places, they fix them up, and they sell them. And then I flippers. Yeah. And I did a little bit of digging through the archives myself Mm -hmm. and saw that they own an investment firm and they usually flip shopping malls. So Um, I would imagine that was pretty lucrative in like the 80s and 90s. I can't imagine it's that lucrative right now. Yeah. No, not now. I wouldn't be. No, No. because people don't even shop in stores anymore. We Amazon or you order yeah. like online, yeah, for pickup. Like my mother in law does Macy's online and she goes and picks it up. I don't yeah. know the last time she set foot in a store, yeah. So, yeah. okay, whatever. I don't do it very often. People either. are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rosanna tells a story about how eight years ago they put it up on the market and they went on vacation. Well, on the trip, they got what she calls the call from hell. The building is on fire and we don't know if we can save it. No one got hurt, Mm -hmm. but I later learned that Gabrielle was there at the time. (gasps) So I can see why she hates it. She got out out fine, but I'm sure that's why. Good. She's like, give up this fucking place. Right, right. It almost, it endangered, not almost, it did endanger her life. Yeah, yeah. So here's something I found interesting. So she says that the house was insured for $1.3 million, and the fire damage was exactly $1.3 million. Well, look at that. Look at that. She calls it irony. I call it insurance fraud. I was just going to say, I call it fraud. <laughs> this is all alleged. This is just our opinions. Yeah, don't sue us, anybody. Opinions. We don't have any, any evidence. We're just nope. our just thoughts. Saying. Nope. I did find an article, however, uh, in the newspaper about this fire. 
mm-hmm. and it was ruled accidental, but the estimated cost of the damage was 800,000. Huh. Could have changed. Yeah. You know, they could yeah. have, when they dug further, found there was a painting up there that was worth yep. eight, seven million. I don't know. I can't do the math. So anyway, she says she has Numbers. PTSD when she thinks about putting it on the market. She says this place has abandonment issues. No, this place is not what has abandonment issues. <laughs> I feel like you're projecting a little bit there, Rosanna. I think so. So we see Amy. She's here's a woman yelling. Someone's yelling. Someone, some, some female saying, "No, can't you get us out of here? Can't you get us out of here?" She says that people are running and there was something like a fire because there were a bunch of people there all trying to get out. Okay. And in an article I read, it did say that the fire happened like during dinner time mm-hmm. and there were uh, people were in there eating dinner in the, in the restaurant and everybody oh, got wow. out fine, but, okay. but it was, yeah. it was on the third floor yeah. and the restaurants on the main floor, but it was scary enough. Yeah. I mean, you know, doesn't matter if you get out or not, I'd be yeah. losing my shit. I know. I know. So now Steve is in one of the hotel rooms with Rosanna and he asks about her paranormal experiences. And she says she went into one of the rooms one time to go to the bathroom. The doorknob wiggled and she thought her husband was trying to scare her at first, but then the doorknob fell off and she went crazy. She says, I became like a crazy psychotic woman. Probably and- the truest thing she's said on the show so far. <laughs> I assume that she was unable to open the door, but uh, she never actually said that. She just said that the doorknob fell off and she went crazy. Um, and I want to mm-hmm. note this happened to me once when I was little mm-hmm. and uh, I got locked in the bathroom because the doorknob fell off <gasps> and it was an old house. So it's the kind where the doorknob connects to the, you know, both sides connect yep. through the door to each other. Yep. And I went to grab it to get out and it pulled and <gasps> separated. So both yeah. sides were off. And so I screamed to get out of there, you know. Yeah. And my dad had to use like a wrench to get in the thing to pull the, uh-huh. what do you call that thing that goes in the door frame? The door turner thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call but the little thing that latches. Oh, that it. latches? Oh, yeah, I is know. Is it the yeah. latch? I don't know. Sure, that we'll say thing. latch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that he had to use a wrench to get that. And it was scary. Well, I'm glad he rescued you. I was like seven. Yeah. Not 57. Yeah. So anyway. So she was, she said she was stuck for half an hour and they found her devastated, sobbing. Oh, and I wrote, my, my God. notes dramatic much? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she sounds like she's the type that makes a mountain out of a molehill. Absolutely. I am exhausted yeah. already. I know, right? So Steve notes said it could have just fallen off. It's an old house. Yes. And she said that because she saw it move before it fell off, it was paranormal. And I said, bullshit it could no. have been someone fucking with her and then it fell yeah off. Who knows? yeah or it could have been the door wiggling yes. because it's a drafty old yes. 1912 house there are a lot of reasons a lot of reasons that it could have wiggled and fallen off aside from paranormal plus yeah. they're in california uh where they have earthquakes maybe yeah. an earthquake not happened at the time but earthquakes before Aftershock. Had, yeah loosened screws or whatever like yeah yeah yep. she's She's quite dramatic. And she said, and that's why I never say I own the place. I say the place owns me. Okay. Um, And I put in my notes, she needs therapy. Yes, I would concur. So now Amy uh, sees a man walking down the hallway. uh, He does not like women for sure. Mm. He's saying that he has dealt with women like her before. And Matt asks what that means. And she said, he's like, I've taken those out. Damn. So now we get to Steve and the crime announcement. You know, the this does not indicate that this would hold up in court. Whatever. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Announcement. The thing. dead files do not yeah. <laughs> have evidence that would hold up in a court of law or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It does not indicate the evidence of a crime or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Which there it does. But whatever. So Steve is now talking to Rosanna's husband, Tom. He said it was culture shock moving here. He agrees that Rosanna is obsessed with the house and is frankly surprised that she admitted it to Steve. Culture shock. How? Because they came from this gorgeous house in Malibu and now they live in a ramshackle. A yeah. Well, not a dump, but a dump it's not a dump. I mean, it's Malibu. pretty. It's pretty, but it, they made it pretty. You know, I mean, I, mean, I think they're fair, probably good at what they Anything do. is a dump compared to Malibu. Let's be. Yeah. 
Steve asks if if Tom believes in all this stuff, and he says the short answer is that he didn't. Steve asks for his experiences. He says he had two episodes. One, he was just brushing his teeth, and he heard a weird menacing sound, and when he turned around, there was no one there. Okay, well, that could be something in the walls. That could, could be, be the wind. That could be the house settling because it's an old yeah. house. That does not equate paranormal. Yeah. So also then his second one was that uh, one of the doors in the upstairs rooms, uh, guest rooms, was locked and it wasn't supposed to be occupied. No guest was assigned to that room. The door was locked from the inside. They thought there was a guy in the room. So he removed the door Logical. as opposed to just going to get the key. Right. Right. Surely they have a backup key. Right. Right. You would hope. Yeah. He found no one. He looked under the under the beds and the vents. Etc. and could not in find the events. Was- what is this in mission the- impossible? <laughs> <laughs> and the the windows were locked from the inside, so it's not someone that jumped out the right, windows. Right, right. So uh, Steve asked if he thinks it's dangerous, and he said, "I think it can be. I think it's potent." And then I wrote in all big letters, "This is all sounding like BS to me." Yeah. If a doorknob can fall off, and I know it can since it happened to me, can yeah. a door lock on its own? Yeah. Like wiggle? Who knows what how right. those locks are? You know? Right. Yeah. And especially if it's like one of the ones that you turn it in the actual door handle, it's not uh-huh. a deadbolt. Yeah. Yeah. My toddler can lock those. Yeah. So they're not exactly foolproof. Yeah. I just feel like these two both react very dramatically to yes. things that it could be paranormal. Right. Maybe. It could be. Yes. But there are also a lot of other logical explanations yeah. for what is happening in this house. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Or hotel. But, or but still, like, do you have to fall into a, you know, collapse into a heap of sobbing, you know, whatever for half an hour? Yeah. No. Or rip the door down? Because you, it's locked. I mean, also, I, I just feel like you, they're very dramatic. Yeah, they. Yeah, this is yeah. a bit much. Yeah. So Amy's back to uh, the guy in black. She calls him. Uh, he's very physical. He's always messing with people. He's very annoying and distracting. She feels the same weight and fear that she felt before. She likes to call him the man in black. And I put in my notes, what did Johnny Cash ever do to you? <laughs> I was um, thinking, see, this is where our generations <laughs> differ because I was thinking of Will Smith, Men in Black. Oh, Men in Black, yeah, yeah, like the kind that came to uh, uh, TikTok guy's door to Ken's door, eight thirty yeah. in the morning, yeah, uh, at night, evening, and that evening, and they yeah. had to go move yeah. their car. Amy, yeah. God, yeah, get it right. <laughs> I actually thought it was like two thirty in the morning. That's why I said morning. No, it was eight. It was. I thought it was like yeah. Now that I hear you say that, I think you're right. So uh, Amy says she he enjoys watching people suffer, and he can harm people. So back to Steve. Now he's talking to the daughter, Aisha, and she says, he says. Aisha, mom feels that you guys are really upset with her. We are. She's obsessed. (laughs) Oh, maybe she feels that way because we are because she's a fucking nut job. The family dynamic has been disrupted. Uh, Aisha has lived there off and on for 10 years, and I would put her in about her 20s, uh, mid-20s maybe. Uh, He asks why she wanted him to see this particular room. It's room 308. She says this is the most active room. And when he asked for what happened, she said the curtains started moving by themselves one time. No windows were open. The AC wasn't on. It was 2 a.m. Again, I feel like there are other... Could be draft. It's an old place, drafty. Yeah. I mean, maybe the windows are drafty. Our house was built in 1954, and mm-hmm. these windows are the original windows. Mm-hmm. There is a distinguishable draft in the winter. So yeah. that could be something. Yeah. Like it could be. Yeah. For sure. So uh he asked her if she would stay in this place alone, and she says no. She thinks there's an entity here who doesn't want people here, and she thinks it thinks humans are invading its territory. And I noted that Steve looks as dubious as I feel. Yeah. And like, I know it's his job to be dubious and I get it, but I feel like a lot of times he believes people like you can tell 
when he yeah. believes somebody. Right. And, and when, when he doesn't. And, he, <laughs> and when he doesn't. And yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't call them on their bullshit. Or maybe he does. But yeah. If he did, they cut it out. Yeah. Usually he's like, I'm going to be real pissed if you're fucking with me. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it when he said that to that one guy. I know. I'm going to be real pissed. We're going to have a real problem. We're going to have a real problem if if you're pulling some bullshit. You're my stogie and my caddy and I'll run you over. Wasn't it Lance he said that to? Yes. I think it was Lance. I think it was Lance. Who was our guest on our show. Yeah. Oh, they were so nice. They were great. We should have them on again. We should. So in the break between these two scenes, they played a really spooky sound and it sounded like people going... So I'm going to record it and then amplify it and see what they're saying. I'll put that on the blog if if I get anything good out of it. So now Amy is in room 308 and she says the tall, dark guy doesn't want us to be in here because this is his pad. And Matt, Matt asks what the man in black does. And she says he makes weird, disturbing, loud sounds and he likes shocking. So she thinks he'll do things like turn the TV on full blast or an alarm will go off and he's constantly touching her. He's showing her that he can hit people, choke women, and she sees him pinning a woman down in the bed and punching her in the face. That's not good. So now Steve is meeting with historian Mary Alice Henderson. She says the land is the scene of a brutal murder. I don't like that saying because I feel like all murders are brutal. Well, I mean, like a poisoning probably isn't, but oh, that's true. Every time Steve talks about a murder, it's a brutal. I know, murder. like Steve. He likes that phrase. Anyways. I mean, this one, I, to me, a brutal murder has to be like hacking or something. You know, yeah. this this one isn't. Okay. So about a block away in 1886, a man named Joe Dye shot a man named Herman Haynes, who he believed had an affair with his wife. Okay. Joe Dye turned himself in, but was acquitted in self-defense. Steve asks what Joe was like, and she says he was a known outlaw from Arizona and Southern California. What's the known to be self-defense? Very, yeah, I don't know. Okay. But he was known to be very mean, violent, and he had a temper. And Steve even notes that he has a crazed look because she shows a picture. Uh-huh. So she said everyone was scared to death of him. He had notches in his gun for the number of victims. So I don't know why on earth Herman Haynes would diddle his wife if he knew that he was this kind yeah. of guy. I wonder if he really didn't and he was just framed or something. <laughs> his but wife. Anyway, Steve asked about his other victims, and she said 16 years before he came to L.A., he killed his boss and also shot a dog of one of his adversaries just to show he meant business. Not the dog. The dog. The innocent dog. Dog Aww. probably shit in his shoes or something. Oh, yeah. He does have a crazy look in his eye. Yeah. Oofta. Oofta. Oofta my. <laughs> so... They show Amy again, and they're really trying to make it look like Amy sees this Joe die mm-hmm. guy, but it it does not sound like him to yeah. me. The man in black. She says he's not good. He's way back from 18 something, okay. which that does, that does track. track. Yeah. She says he's transient. He traveled all the time. He she doesn't know why he's here, but he's a coward. He shows himself as a shadow man so that he could terrorize people in the hotel. Okay. She thinks he killed prostitutes mainly. She thinks he strangled his victims, but occasionally he would have to shoot them. Yeah, that doesn't sound like him at all, because unless they they left out a lot of what Joe Dye was doing. Right, right. But they they do mention in and I, I have this not in the right order in my notes, but they do mention uh, in some of the stuff that I read later that there was a woman that was beheaded, a sex worker who was beheaded oh. in the room. And I feel like by a serial killer. And I believe that's who Amy saw. And yeah. that's who she's talking about. Not Joe, Dye. not this Joe die guy. Uh, Joe Dye guy. So anyway, <laughs> that could be the name of the episode, the Joe die guy and the BSers. <laughs> so Steve is still talking to Mary Alice. And she says in 1969, a woman named fairy Bannister was the <gasps> I, manager. That is, the time. That's a name. Isn't that a great that name? Is a name and a half. There's a picture of her in the drive, too. She's adorable. Is she the one by the fireplace? Yeah. She is cuter than a button. Isn't she cute? I know. She actually bought the place. She she was the owner. She's got a little beehive going on. I love it. I know. I love it. She's so cute. She was woken up in the middle of the night by a man screaming and yelling that he couldn't find his key. I hate that. So she went and picked up the extra key. Mm-hmm. See? Even Miss Fairy yeah. had an extra key. No removing the door yeah. for her. Yeah. 
So when she brought the key, he beat her up and stabbed her. <gasps> Great. Jeez, yeah. that took and a fucking turn. See, you I made know. me love fairy and now she's dead. <laughs> no, she's not. Oh, okay. No, she survived. Oh, good. All right. I love fairy again. Yeah. Mary Alice shows Steve uh, an article which tells the story a little differently because I zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the article says her name is Fairy McCann, first of all. The stabbing suspect was Rocky D. Ward. He was 19. Mm-hmm. And the article said that he was yelling in. he was trying to visit a friend that was staying at the hotel and they weren't answering the door or something. So he was screaming and trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Not that he lost his own key. So oh, there's okay. a different story there. But anyway, not that it makes that much difference. But anyway, so it said when she turned her back on him to go get the key, that's when he grabbed her and stabbed her in the shoulder. Owie. And they called it slight stab wounds. He was later arrested. I don't know what happened to him. But I did look for more stuff about her in the paper. And the last time she was in the paper was in 1963 when she bought a different hotel and bar. She did die in 2004 and she was in her 90s. So that's Miss Fairy. That's uh, that's a pretty good life in her 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So now we see Amy and she's saying, ow, and there's people fighting. And she says, I feel like somebody gets stabbed. It hurts. And she says she feels like uh, she feels the knife and she's trying to get away. Amy's feeling the pain. And Matt so sweetly asks, All right. he's such a cute, he such a sweet guy. P.S. I asked a woman on the Facebook group who the one who knows Matt. Yeah. I asked her if he's going to stay on. And she said, yeah, he stayed on for the whole season with Cindy and he liked working with her. Awesome. They worked great together. So he'll probably stay. I figured he would if he and it continued on after he and Amy split. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. glad because I just, he is such a sweetheart. Like, he is. He asks really good questions. He does. And I he think seems, he's great. I think he's like underutilized. For sure. Yeah. And he asks really good questions to, to draw out information. Yeah. Yeah. He asks he, what we're thinking. You yes. Know what I mean? He does. And he's he, really I love that, that he asks open ended questions and not yeah. yes or no because yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, great. Matt. He's the he's best. Talking. Matt, the MVP. The real MVP. <laughs> so now Steve is digging through the archives. Digging through the archives. And he finds one of the worst disasters in California history. And he's off to meet with local author Peggy Kelly, who tells him about this San, oh, sorry, St. Francis Dam disaster. Uh-oh. Yep. Is this it was, the dam as in D-A-M disaster? Yeah. They just call it the dam disaster. The dam disaster. That fucking dam that disaster. fucking <laughs> dam disaster. <laughs> So this is March 12th, 1928, just before midnight, the St. Francis Dam burst and released 12.4 billion gallons of water. Billion with a B. Billion with a B. That's a lot of water. The flood wave was 140 feet high. Holy shit storm. Tsunami. That's a that's not like a tsunami. I feel like that is a tsunami. (laughs) That's really big. That's really big. That's 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 big. That's That's a that's a big water. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's big water. Big the big water and the BSers. Uh, there it is. There it is, right there. <laughs> anyway, so the lady shows a bunch of photos of what the dam looked like before and after it burst, and they're standing right by where it is. So they show like the photos, and yep. then they're looking right at it. It's kind of a cool thing. I took some pictures of that too. Did they fix it? Uh, I don't know if they I, ever. Fixed I mean, I suppose dam. if I the fucking so. water's gone, then there's no need for the dam anymore. It took a long time for the water to recede back, I guess, but. How many people died? Uh, the body count was officially 500, but most <gasps> people think it was more like six to 700. I'm oh, I'm sure that because, you know, if, if their bodies got washed out to sea or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. And for Santa Paula alone, the death toll was 200. But this was a big enough that it went. Oh, my God. So they, had just... almost, they had almost half yeah. of the of the deaths. Oof, yeah. Da. so the inn did have damage on the first floor the inn was a refuge for those who had lost their homes and their families they would like meet there so their families they could you know anybody who was still alive would go there to meet up oh that's nice yeah so steve asked why the dam burst and she said it was shoddy building materials and greed on the part of los angeles Hmm. so now amy is in there she's in the lobby and she says the floor is wrong here it's like it's sinking like it's going down there's a lot of commotion the floor was wet the carpet was wet there was a lot of arguing over this and a guy is saying we got to fix this now and other guys are saying they don't care it's all about the money so Jeez. She, 
hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> Good to know that the greed in uh, America is uh, it's not just a recent thing. It oh. just it goes all the way back. It goes all the way back. And Great. Probably consistency will. is key. <laughs> I feel that's right. That's right. So Steve finds out about another thing that happened. This was one right near the hotel grounds. He goes to talk to a sheriff, Jeff Dean. He says in 2007, there was a suicide. So this was during the time where the clients owned it. They bought it in Mm -hmm. 2004. The man was found in the apartments just behind the guest rooms. And we see the coroner's report. Most of it is blurred out, but we can see that it says asphyxia by hanging. Steve is reading it and he says the man was 61 years old. His name was Henry, but they cut out his last name. Mm-hmm. He had been living at the hotel and his family hadn't heard from him in a while. So they called the hotel and had the, the keepers, the innkeepers found mm-hmm. him. He'd been there for a few days and they oh. found a bunch of 20 ounce beer cans in the trash. So they blamed it on alcoholism. Um, I would blame I would it blame on, on depression, depression <laughs> yes. or mental health exacerbated yes. by alcohol for sure. sure. Yeah. But alcohol alone does not make you kill yourself. No, usually unless it's an accident. Unless it's an accident. But (laughs) I, you know, hanging yourself is not an accident. Like, oh, no, I accidentally put this rope around my neck and then I accidentally jumped off. No. Yeah. Don't blame alcohol for mental health. Okay. Alcohol exacerbated it for sure. But those thoughts were there. Right. Right. Mental health is so I know. Okay. Anyways, know. we could have a whole podcast on that. And yeah, I'm sure there are many. Yeah, we but... could. So, yeah, they even said that he tried to hang himself with a belt in the closet, but was unsuccessful. So he went and found another belt. So this was on purpose. This yes. was not an this... accident. How do they know he tried to hang himself in the closet? Because the belt was still in there. Oh, still hanging there. Okay. Or at least they showed it still yeah. hanging there. That, oh, so that he was didn't probably even, he didn't even take the time to to take it down. He was just like, "Fuck this! I gotta I gotta do another way." So he yeah. was really. I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe were both belts found there? Maybe, or maybe the other belt was just found on the floor. Yeah, and then they had the belt. They just showed yeah. the closet and a belt hanging from it. I'm guessing that was staged. Yeah, I I don't even remember if it was on the dead files or if it was on GA. But mm-hmm. anyway, Amy says she hears madman and then she sees a guy in the corner hunched down, balled up and chattering his teeth. And then she Ooh. does it for the camera. And she goes, da, 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 da. it's really yeah. creepy, creepy, Amy. really creepy. And then she said he gets up and he gets on the desk and on the bed and he's writing on the walls. She thinks he was schizophrenic and she thinks he killed himself. <gasps> so there you have it. Did anything to do with drugs or I mean, alcohol. No. So she, this is the sketches now. So we're getting there. Okay. We're on the home stretch. Yeah. Um, the man in black poses the greatest threat. He's thin. He's 5'10 to 6'1, sharp features, long nose, dark eyes. Okay. The reveal is Rosanna, Tom, and Steve, and Amy. Steve says to Amy, You know how most of our clients can't afford to move out? Well, they can. And he shows her their Malibu home. I saw a picture. Are you insane? I know. Uh, yeah. this, that home has to be multi-million dollars. Yeah. Like, and it looks like it goes right down to the ocean. Yeah. It's like a stone wall and then the yeah. ocean's right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a multi-million dollar home for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, and for sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, oh yeah. For, oh, for sure. Oh, for so, sure. Um, <laughs> so he said, oh, that's a dog bed. I'm like, what is under my foot? We're falling she, apart, you guys. <laughs> my throat is hurting from talking so much. Oh uh, Steve says flat out that the family wants Amy to convince Rosanna to leave. Tells her that right in the beginning. And I'll try and Don't make this put shorter. that on Amy because it's on fucking Rosanna. I know. I know. She's the only one who can make the decision. Don't blame others for her. Right. Blame her. Yeah. Well. They do, but so I'm just going to connect the dots like Steve did to just kind of show it out. So Amy talks about how she felt the fire, people running, Mm -hmm. didn't feel like anyone died. Um, And then Tom talks about the fire in 2005 and Steve shows Amy the photos, which Mm -hmm. I didn't put in there. There was only a couple. Yeah. Amy talks about the lobby, the floor sinking and water all over and that men were arguing about fixing it or not. Steve talks about the 1928 dam burst. The dam is 35 miles east of here and shows Amy the photos of the flood. 
Amy talks about the suicide she felt and the man crawling on the ceiling, writing on the walls, and then he hung mm-hmm. himself. Steve mm-hmm. brings up the hanging in 2007. And the owners go, oh, yeah, I remember him. He was a really nice guy. And Tom says he's surprised that Steve found out about it <gasps> because it wasn't in the papers. Like they didn't tell him about it at all until Steve brought it up. And then they were like, oh, I'm surprised that you found out about it. And Steve gets this little shitting and grin and he goes, I get information most people can't. He was a fucking detective. Like, <laughs> what do you think he's going to do? I know. Detective stuff. Yeah. He's good at it, man. He's He didn't become a homicide detective because he, you know, knew somebody. Just read the newspapers. <laughs> These people. But I think it's super shady that they didn't say yeah, anything about it. it they, tried, they were hoping he wouldn't find out. Yeah. 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 That's the mm. for sure. Are these people in Oak Tree? Because they are shady as fuck. <laughs> I just invented that. Feel free I love to it. use that however you feel free in your in your daily life. I'm going to. I like it. Good. You should. And use different trees. Oak is just yeah. what came to mind. Maple Oak is, is good. another good one. Yeah. Elm. Yeah. The tree elm. in our backyard's an elm. It's ginormous. Cherry. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just any tree will do. Really. Any tree will do. Really. <laughs> so Amy talks about the intense fear. She feels a rock in her stomach, anxiety. Tom says that Rosanna feels that. And along with impending doom. Impending doom. And Steve tells Rosanna, tell her, tell Amy about your feelings about the property. She says she loves it here. And Tom says, that sounds like you never want to leave. It sounds like you want to live here forever. And that sounds strange to him. And then she get Rosanna gets a shit eating grin on her face. She looks really creepy at Amy. She like just kind of giggles. Yeah. Like, and Tom says the kids have complained that the parents act weird. And Rosanna goes, I love it. It feels like home. So then Steve asks if there's a reason that she's drawn here. He's asking Amy, is there a reason yeah. Rosanna's drawn here? Is she a sensitive? And mm-hmm. Amy says she thinks she might be drawn here for a different reason. Can't wait to see. Amy says that some people are attached to locations that they were in in previous lives. They Uh feel a strong pull and feel like they're at home. Rosanna says she's always felt that way. Tom is kind of pissed. And he said, why would you come back? And she says, because I like it. I don't like this creepy voice she's doing. So as she's saying, because I like it and she's being weird. And then Tom kind of goes, and Amy goes, this is an example of how this can become unhealthy. Yep. She says most of this is caused by an entity that she met on the third floor, the one she calls Mm -hmm. the man in black. Mm -hmm. And she says one of the rooms is very much his area, room 308. And of course, everybody. And that's the room that they said was the most haunted, right? They all look at each other. Yeah. She says. Is that the room where the guy died too? Or is um, that 312? No, he died in apartments behind. Oh, in apartments. Yeah. Okay. But uh, there was, well, there's another ghost that they don't talk about in this show Uh, uh, a cowboy who was apparently shot in that room Oh, uh, when he was playing poker or gambling, he was shot. Okay. And then this is also the room, I believe that the sex worker was beheaded in. Okay. So Amy says this guy will do whatever it takes to keep people out. He dislikes women, women, and he's not a good person at all. Rosanna says a few weeks ago, a guy came down threw a key on the desk and said, you guys didn't tell me this place was haunted and stormed out. To which, again, I call bullshit because we hear the same story a lot. It's more of a trope than anything. And also I call bullshit because on their website, it says room 308 and 307 are haunted and that you have to call special and arrange to rent them specially and you have to pay extra. Yeah. So I call bullshit. Yeah. That's a big old BS. My BSO meter is going off. It's possible that they put that on the website after this happened. I still feel like they're they're so dramatic that say, I don't believe anything yeah. they say anymore. No, you know what I mean? No. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there was this gambling cowboy that, uh, and this was on the website. There was a gambling cowboy. His name's Calvin. Uh, he was shot there in room Calvin 308. Calvin the cowboy? Yeah, Calvin okay. the cowboy. So you can stay in this premium room for $189, but you have to call to make the reservation. And then there are other. I'm sorry. That's so exploitative of the ghosts to make people pay extra to stay in that room. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Same. Same with the number 307. Oh, 307 is the one that they say anyway, that the woman was beheaded. And uh, 
that's conveniently right across the hall. Uh, you have to call ahead to book that one too. Steve talks about how Rosanna got stuck in the bathroom and she said that a housekeeper rescued her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy says this is something that guy would probably do. Amy says he was a transient, a very nasty person. She believes he was a serial killer, mostly sex workers, and mm-hmm. he preferred to strangle but did shoot them. And then Steve brings up this Joe Die. But I, again, I don't think that was No, him. I don't think Joe Die wasn't a transient as far as at least no. not what the historian said. Right. And he wasn't a serial killer. He killed a few right. people, but he didn't kill in a serial fashion, you know? Right. There's a difference between there a guy is. who kills four people over his lifetime and serial killer. A serial killer yeah. who hunts for people. Right. Right. Big difference. So Steve whips out the photo of the guy and they all laugh. <laughs> the guy with the creepy eyes. Oh, yeah. And Amy says, wow. And Steve says, is this the guy you've seen? And Amy says, well, you can look at the sketch and tell me, which usually means it's a dead ringer, right? I do not think this they guy look alike. Is not, no. Tom said they don't look like the same person. Steve no. says they do. Amy says no, maybe, don't. but I don't think they do. It's a different face shape. Yeah. Uh, his nose is different. Yeah, we can't tell with the lips because of his beard. But I, yeah. I don't think it's the same. I don't person. think they're the same person. I think they no. were scratch or, uh, grasping at straws there. Yeah, they were. So Steve asks what he wants, and Amy says he wants to kill women like he did in life. Hmm. Rosanna acknowledges that there are maybe some bad entities here, but she feels protection. She believes that there are a lot of good entities here, too. And she's just sure that the good ones will knock out the bad ones. And Amy just smiles and shakes her head. It's not how that works. Nope. And Tom says, so you think as long as you respect the building that it's going to treat you well and protect you? And Amy goes, no, 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 (laughs) no. Yep. And Rosanna's just like smirking like, You know, she does think that mm-hmm. Amy says she thinks Rosanna had a past life here. She thinks there are dead people here who have connections with her and they're going to try and manipulate her and blind her to bring the other person that they knew more to life, more to yeah. the front yep. forefront. Yep. And Amy says that was your life then, but this is your life now and you need to move forwards, not backwards. Mm-hmm. Amy wants her to bring in five mediums. She explains three types of mediums, and she wants one of each to be present, a mental medium, a psychic medium, and a physical medium. And then the other Mm -hmm. two can be any of the above. Mm -hmm. They will clear the residual energy and move on as many of the dead as they can, and they should try and sell the place and walk away. Mm -hmm. And she says, The dead are going to be whispering. Don't leave, don't. Rosanna asks if they will let her go. And Amy says, it's about you letting them go and letting this building go. Yeah. Rosanna says she feels like she can go, but she feels like she has to stay. Her identity is here. She thinks she can do it, but it's a process. And Tom says, there's too much wiggle room in that approach. You have to make a decision. Right. Well, I think we all know the decision she's going to make. Steve asks Amy to confirm If that she stays, will her past life consume her? Amy says, yes. Rosanna says she can see that happening, but she's speaking almost romantically about it. Like she wants it to happen. Right. Yeah. And Amy, very matter of fact, says, let someone else take care of it. You've done your time. Yeah. So we end with they brought in the mediums and the activity has subsided, but she has decided not to sell the hotel. Yeah. And about right. Yeah. I want to note uh, that on the website, which is glentavern.com, when you mm-hmm. click on history, it says that the third floor was a gambling area and a house of ill repute. So that makes sense for the man who killed the sex workers. Again, mm-hmm. I still don't think it's Joe Dye. Yeah. I just feel like the Dead Files connected the ghost that Amy saw to Joe Dye for the show's purpose because it, for the show's, that, was, yeah, that because... was the main entity that was so bad. Right. They had to connect right. it to something that Steve yep. found, you know, so I just don't, right. that didn't, that didn't work for me. No, uh, it doesn't seem his MO is totally different. Yeah. yeah. So it seemed like he killed when when put into that situation. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem like he went looking for uh-huh. for people to kill, no. which is what serial killers do. Right. Right. So especially if they were targeting sex workers. That's a specific person. Yeah. So, so that's well, it. that was a good one. That was that was a shitty. One. I mean, it was a good recap, but it sounds like a very frustrating. <laughs> it show. was pretty frustrating. And I watched it like three times because I was we were going to re- record it like three weeks ago. I know. And then I, I popped out just because I felt like yep. doing something else that night. And I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that because the next week you were laid up. The next yep. week I was sick. 
And then the next I, week we were both not yeah. feeling well. I was yeah. still sick. You were still laid up. Yep. Anyway. I've been laid up forever. I just, yeah. this it's been a week, which it feels, and John's been so amazing. Oh, like good. doing everything. Oh, excellent. Taking care of Jordan, literally getting me dressed. Oh. Like, cause I couldn't put my pants on. Oh. So he would literally get me dressed. I'm glad Help to me that. into bed. Help me out of bed. That's great. I mean, yeah. Like, I know I bitch about him a lot, but <laughs> he really like stepped up and, right. and was a good partner this week. So good. Yeah, he even got up with Jordan one night and almost fell out of my chair. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know that's great. Good for him. Yeah, I hope, but I feel like I'm on the tail end. I hope at least because I just can't keep doing this. Yeah, but anyways, okay. Well, do you want to tell us what to expect next week? So I will be presenting Deadly Attraction season one, episode fourteen, and I did this just because I we hadn't done a season one episode in a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Um. We're going to run out of them pretty soon because I think we're getting close. It took place in Wichita and I was like, oh, everybody can't catch a break from Wichita with the BTK and now ghosts. So just made me think of that. Cool. So, all right. Yeah. That's what we'll be doing next time. Sweet. All right. We should do an Alanism. It is time for an Alanism. It's time for an Alanism. Yes. All right. You want to give me a number? Um, Let's do 14. 14. 14. <laughs> He'll come out of that with a clean bill of slate. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you. We will we'll see, see you, you next, next time. time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.